Hey everyone, it's Dario Kristen with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying experiences forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Although, some features are not available in all states. But it's okay. In the first three months of this year, over 126,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,078 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these easy steps. It's just three of them. First, you go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your true savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience overall. Remember, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save your money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's UFC After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's UFC After Show. Hello and welcome to UFC AfterBuzz TV. We are talking about a special fight night that happened in Bangor, Maine last night, August 16th. Uh, Ovin Pru and uh, Ryan Bader. We also have a special guest. He's not sitting on the couch, though. He's going to be sitting in with us talking about the coverage. I'm Dari Baronado. This is Christos Yagos and Mr. Jay Tan, as always. For those of you that don't know Christos Yagos, he is an up-and-comer professional MMA fighter in the SoCal area. He's a teammate of mine as well. He trains over at Systems Training Center down in Hawthorne, California. He is fighting for the RFA title, 155 lightweight title this week, right? Coming up this week, August 22nd, Friday, in South Dakota against Dakota Cochran, right? Dakota and Dakota. Dakota and Dakota. Yeah, into, Dakota and Dakota. Yeah, you're you're not going into enemy territory, but for namesake, you kind of are, aren't well, you? Well, yeah, he's from that area. Nebraska. Is he local? Oh, yeah, well, That's he's right. yeah, and he's an RFA favorite. He's fought for RFA more than uh, anybody else has. So. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Well, you're certainly not the underdog as far as skills go, though. Let's hope not. <laughs> We're all going to see. So tune in. You can see that on AXS TV. Access TV. Access yeah. TV. All right, Your guys. Home for MMA. <laughs> Shout out to Boss Rudy. That was good. That was pretty good. <laughs> I like it. Um, real quick, I just want to say congratulations to Alan Jabon. We had him on the show a couple weeks back, and he made his UFC debut last night. Wow, did he make his UFC debut last yeah. night. Mm-hmm. Uh, first round KO yep. against a guy who's not new to the UFC whatsoever. Right. Seth Bozinski, yeah, real tough guy, uh, veteran, who's been around for a while. He was on uh, Ultimate Fighter several years ago. I'm blanking on which season. 11, maybe? Uh, possibly. He got injured, right? Uh, did Seth get injured in this past match? No, no, in the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, in the Ultimate Fighter. I, I think, think yeah. yeah. I remember his fight with Brad Tavares. It was, and in that regard, um, Chuck Liddell was one of the coaches that year. I don't remember who was the opposite. Was it Chuck and Tito or 
Um, the Chuck and Tito. I think it was Chuck season. and Tito Ortiz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember he fought Seth. I don't remember what happened, uh, how far he went. I thought he went around to the uh, maybe the semifinals or maybe. so. Uh, but that but was anyway, it. he's a veteran, yeah. definitely yeah. compared to yeah, Alan Yeah, he's Devon. a tough guy, you know, heavy hands, very well mm-hmm. skilled. They threw Alan to the uh, to the Sharks there for sure. They did. I mean, being fourth on the main card mm-hmm. as a UFC debut is, we were saying in the trailer how awesome that is, but it's also so nerve-wracking. Yeah, it's I a, mean, a blessing and a curse. You know, you go in there, you're, you're making your impression... You're jumping into the pool with a big splash, right? To be sure. And um, Alan's a guy. um, You know, I've known him for for several years. He's always been able, even under pressure, to maintain a calm composure, countenance. Yeah, on the outside. Whether who knows whether he's going crazy on the inside or not. But I think he's he's very good at at maintaining that in general because he takes this thing so seriously, and he's one that knows that. The mental game is just as much a part of of your your arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also a former male model, current male model, I believe. So mm-hmm. I think he's no stranger to the big crowds and you know being in front of the spotlight and stuff That's like true. that. Yeah. Um, I think that helps with his uh, professionality and composure. Yeah. So he definitely he turned it on. We're going to start with that anyway. So yeah. let's talk about credit, that right now. Know, credit to Seth and and Alan both. They won fight of the night honors uh, mm-hmm. that night, and I, I think it was totally. Uh, fairly do. I think that really was the most exciting match. A lot of back and forth stuff. You know, both guys were were really sharp uh, with their strikes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Seth dropped uh, dropped, um, Allen briefly. Yeah. You know, and uh, and that was an exciting moment. And then Allen came back, pushed Seth up against the cage and just, you know, flurried on him and uh, I think landed... um, I think he landed a left. Was that the one that dropped him? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, left hook. Yeah, left and. Christos, uh, yeah. I mean, is uh, one of the SoCal guys that trains, maybe not with Alan Jubin, but in the same gyms as him. I'm sure you've seen each other in Crossing. Yeah, um, I've talked to him. You've talked to him. Yeah. So, what did you think of that fight? Uh, I thought it was awesome. Um, I mean, I was, you know, hoping he'd, he'd pull off the victory. I know right. he's very talented. I've watched him in his first. I mean, in his RFA fight when he was at the StubHub Center. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know who he was. He was fought. He fought another former model, uh, a Sweden guy. Uh, I forgot his name. He's one of Marcus's Cowell's friends. Okay, but I think named Chris, and they fought RFA, and they got fight of the year, I think. And uh, they went wow. back and forth, back and forth, and it was like I was like, wow, who like these two models are fighting? You're not going to expect this, <laughs> right, right, right. And it's not a cat fight. No, no one's pulling hair. <laughs> and they're throwing elbows, dropping each other, and yeah. then Allen finished him in the third. Right. Oh, that's awesome! And I was just like, this kid should be in. The, I, I thought it was at a UFC fight. I was yeah. like, this fight is amazing. So I knew he would be up there someday, and he showed it yesterday. And like you guys were saying earlier in his post interview, post fight mm-hmm. interview, he said he didn't care who. Uh, they threw at him that yeah. they they take it so right you know they they threw him a tough opponent but he showed that you know he, he can, can handle, handle it. these guys yeah yeah I saw I saw him like we said get dropped right away in the beginning and I was like oh no mm-hmm. and then he took like several more hits like he was kind of playing his hands down a little bit but he was eating them it wasn't like they were really affecting him too much besides that first one mm-hmm. and he was going right back at at. Uh, Pazinski, mm-hmm. and it was like he—he seems to be yeah. a brawler of sorts. Alan, you mean? Mm-hmm. I, I disagree. I'd say you know his Thai boxing. He's he trained. He got into combat sports initially with Thai boxing, right? Living a lot of uh, um, amateur matches uh, here locally, mm-hmm. and you know 
he can get in a dogfight. I, th- I think that's probably uh, you know one right. part of uh, of what you're saying. I would, I'd agree with that. You know, he can get in there and stand in the pocket and trade when need to. Right. Um, you know, but he's uh, he's sharp with his uh, with his eight points. He's definitely you know? technical. Yeah. I, I would yeah. say a technical brawler at that. We <laughs> yeah. saw some of his technical brawling. Not mm-hmm. to label yeah. him as that, but. Um, yeah. He took a lot of hits. I didn't expect him to mm-hmm. go in there and take. You saw the welt on his eye. I think yeah. his right eye after the fight. Yeah, and it was like, okay, wow. Well, you know, that's to me. That's what makes fight of the night. Is Definitely that, that exciting trade. Yeah. You know, the back and forth. I hate to say when you know both guys come out ugly, but you know, <laughs> when both guys come out ugly, chances are it was a really fun, exciting fight to watch. As ugly as you can be for Alan Jabon. That's true. Yeah, me and my prettiest <laughs> day is still going to be completely hideous to him. Right. <laughs> or me and my worst day. I like the haircut. It's kind of similar to your haircut. <laughs> oh, I think Alan had like yeah, the same. Yeah, that's funny. I was just I, was, I told. Did someone already say that? Yeah, to you? I was watching the fights yesterday, and uh-huh. uh, my girlfriend actually really likes my haircut. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Look, he has the same haircut as me." And, oh, that's uh, funny. Yeah. And on top of that, you know, we had Brian Ortega previously, and he won his UFC debut. I think debut. it's the AfterBuzz luck. I was just gonna say a little bit of the AfterBuzz rub. Christos Yagos you know? is on his way to the UFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have specifics. We don't have confirmations. Uh, Christos' manager is obviously pretty sure that he's on his way. Well, it's an exciting debut for the RFA, and they could promise a lot of really good... Uh, you have a great match in RFA, then, yeah, who knows? Clearly, they've established that RFA is a, a lifeline. Springboard. Yeah, a yeah. springboard to, to, the to the UFC. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, we've um, already got several So guys. we're going to give you yeah. our, our After Buzz good luck right now. Yeah, oh, thank you. This thanks. is it. We have <laughs> Brian Ortega from Black Belt Surfing. We have uh, Alan Jabon, and now we have Christos Yagos. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to make us proud. Knock on wood. You're going to come back. Knock on wood. Your head's more <laughs> like wood than mine. I didn't want to say that, but yeah. <laughs> Next on the card, we have uh, Tim Bosch and Brad Tavares. That was performance of the night. Uh, yeah, Tim Boach, Tim Boach got performance of the night. We'll, we'll cut to yeah, Tim Boach and um, Tiago Tavares earlier in uh, in the match. No relation that I know of, anyway. No. Both won performance bonuses. Uh, Tiago Tavares had a great uh, great performance against Robbie Peralta. This was the first fight of the uh, the three hour card mm-hmm. on uh, Fox Sports One, which you can probably catch on replays. Worth watching. Check it out uh, later at your. Uh, your, your local well fight pass yeah fight pass as well mm-hmm. which is available at ufc.com for 9.99 god we um, always give credit to those guys it's deserved yeah <laughs> yes. but uh also will probably be replayed uh, later later this week so tiago mm-hmm. you know had a great performance and tim boach as well i think you know that was a a, a tough match both guys really tiago or i'm sorry tim boach and brad tavares mm-hmm. again no relation that i know of to tiago um Taver- Brad Tavares was really pushing up Tim. I thought Brad was winning most of that match. Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, you know, he was bullying uh, Tim against the cage. Uh, Tim is is usually pretty comfortable in the clinch. You know, he throws those upper hooks or these uppercuts, you know, and hooks. He likes his dirty boxing, to be mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brad was really, you know, ha- really commanding him quite well throughout the match. You know, and, until uh, Tim got in there, um, landed a left hook and followed up with a right. Um, I believe they had uh, jab cross thingy. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know, it was hard to label what that punch was. Yeah, but. Brad got dropped and and Tim came down and finished it. Yeah, and uh, and walked away. And it was quite. It was a great comeback. Right. To yeah, be sure. It was safe to. I think it's safe to say that prior to that uh, couple punch combination, 
if it would have ended then and gone to decision, mm-hmm. Brad Tavares had to leave. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely a big comeback. Yeah. Well, we still had the third round to go. This uh, The finish happened in the right. second. But, yeah, it was looking like Tavares for most of that one. He was one. controlling most of the fight. He yeah. was. And, yeah. uh, you know, cage work is something that our team works on a lot, uh, working your back against the cage. It's mm-hmm. a spot that nobody wants to get stuck in. But once you're there and a, you're yeah. against a good wrestler – it's, it's a very vulnerable <laughs> place because, and I think for a lot of people that don't train, don't realize how much of a difference it can make. When you're up against the cage, you cannot throw your arms back or you cannot step back to kick because you don't have you leverage. Got that fence there. Yeah, you don't have the right. leverage. Chris just laughed. I want to ask No, why. yeah, it's just, it's funny because, like, nobody wants to be there in a fight and you don't even want to train in practice. Whenever, <laughs> really? <laughs> whenever, whenever Ian's like, oh, we're working off the wall today, everyone's like, ah. Oh, I know. Oh, you know. The other day, one of our teammates, Dima, mm. had really bad cauliflower ear. He mm. had just gotten hit and uh he's like please no clinch work and coach is like clinch work against the wall and we're like yes and yeah, yeah you know, no, no one nobody really it. wants to do it but it's i'm glad we do do it because yeah. it definitely uh helps mm-hmm. yeah um, why not practice though i yeah. was thinking at training that would be the best place to do it because you know it's it, not going to count it happens a lot i mean and, and even in fitness like yeah. people don't like to do certain workouts but those are the workouts you need to do so yeah. it's like it, it happens people don't like certain situations but you got to work the stuff you're bad at you know so right my fat ass, that means I should be getting to the gym at all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all I saw, uh, you know, spoiler alert, go look at Jay Tan's Instagram. I oh, saw geez. a little <laughs> pro wrestling sneak peek of Jay Tan. Many years ago. Many years ago. <laughs> let me just say, from what I've known of Jay Tan, I just, I didn't expect it. He was ferocious <laughs> in his onesie. What do you call those? <laughs> singlet? I re- singlet. I wore the required athletic uniform. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I loved it. You tagged me and Shayna Baszler in it saying, because uh, mm-hmm. we, we wouldn't believe that you had this pro wrestling experience. Yeah. Well, Shayna definitely doesn't believe it. I'm, I'm sure she thinks I'm some knucklehead. I'm a believer. Well, the, no you, pun intended. Believer. Yeah, okay. Don't be a believer. Okay, no, a believer. Do I gotta Justin see this Bieber? photo. No. Yeah, don't do that. Not no, in this day. I'm not a believer. <laughs> Um, all right. Yeah. Next on the card, Co-main Gray Maynard, event. co-main <laughs> event, and Ross, the real deal Pearson. Yep. That was a cool one. I liked that. Um, I like Gray Maynard in general, mm-hmm. but second round TKO for those of you that didn't watch it. Um, brutal body shots by Maynard yeah. against the cage. Yeah. This was one. Um, I, I wish I could remember the kind of the, the backstory behind uh, booking this one. We hadn't seen Gray in quite a while. I think he was kind of retinkering his. Oh, oh my God! God. <laughs> no. Thank you so much. Oh no. My God. Steven that is what I was referring to. Steven. Steven, the you're a god. Monkey in you the are back. a god. Okay, enough of that. That That's can be the gone singlet, now. And it's so perfectly between your 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 boobs. It went right there. <laughs> hey, 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 all right. Enough. Oh, I love this it. This is an MMA show, not pro wrestling. Oh my and, god. You know, quite frank, no, I guess I can't take it back. I I always wanted to run a storyline. That's not me. That's not me. That's somebody completely different. That's Kung Pao. <laughs> not me. But I, I guess I can't do that now. You can't. No. no. I, we I already told the story. To then you showed the picture. You yeah. should have done that before. Someday I'll tell you the story about uh, about that match. It was a that was a comeback from like two or three year hiatus for a girl. Really? That's right. Let's I'll let's tell you about let's that ask. Later. Uh, you know <laughs> the most asked question in pro wrestling. Did you have a script? 
No, God, I didn't even have time to stretch out in that one. That, that yeah, that's another story as well. But it was just a free for all. Go in there and yeah, that one. That was a battle royal. In fact, I oh. been recruited to do that one because they needed cool. warm bodies. But right. you know, if you want to see more of that, if you want to see more of that, you can't, and you don't <laughs> want to because you know. I don't know. There's horror movies that are better quality than that thing was. But let's talk about a good match. Yeah, Gray, Gray Maynard. and Ross the Boss. Mm-hmm. Ross the Real Deal Pearson. Um, so Gray, as I was saying, you mm-hmm. know, he'd taken some time off and was, was re-tinkering his game. He relocated gyms to Power MMA. Right, in um, Arizona. In Arizona, with, which is a wrestlers-based MMA gym, if mm-hmm. you will. There's uh, C.B. Dalloway, Ryan Bader, who's mm-hmm. also on the card. Um, you know, they're they're working their... These are guys with extensive collegiate wrestling backgrounds, and, right. you know, using figuring out how to use that uh, to the you know to the, to the maximum in MMA. Right, and they're a very strong team. They're run by uh, Aaron Simpson, I believe, is also a uh, you know an accomplished amateur wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, this match, though, and Ross Pearson in, in his own right, you know, scrappy dude that always brings it, heavy hitter mm-hmm. that will yeah. get into a dogfight. Um, uh, winner of Ultimate, I think he was Ultimate Fighter Eleven. That's what I, I was getting confused. Yeah, yeah, he was Tough Eleven. Um, you know, a great match, and these guys went at it back and forth. Uh, Gray was shooting for a lot of takedowns uh, from afar. Right, uh, they were trading really well in the pocket. And you were um, saying uh, earlier, Ross Pearson has some really notable wins that haven't been really accounted for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. beat some some top notch guys. Dennis Silver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dennis Seaver was a great one. George Sotteropoulos. His record is a little, in the past couple of years, has been a bit uh, checkerboarded. Checkered, right. And he's coming off of what's really a controversial yeah, loss Diego to Sanchez. Diego Sanchez. Super close, if nothing else. Right. And that was, what, just about two months ago, maybe? Yeah, it wasn't too far back. Yeah. What did you think about that one, Chris? Uh, I, th- I thought Ross won that fight. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm a Diego fan, but I'm a big Ross Pearson fan, mm-hmm. too. Um, I w- That was the first Ultimate Fighter I ever watched. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's like... When Diego was on? No, or, uh, no, when Ross Pearson Ron was Ross, on. And yeah. I was actually rooting for him since the beginning of the show. Mm, really? And so I told myself that I want to try out for the show one day, and that's when I kind of started training. So he was one of the guys that you looked at and was like, wow, I want to be like that dude. Yeah, because well, yeah. he tried out for the show, made it to the UFC, so I wanted to try out, which I got to do, and uh, <laughs> made it not... I mean, I came right before the last cut. They flew me back out to Vegas and everything. And Oh, and that's I, awesome. It was actually the show... The guy I'm fighting tried out for. He fought to get in the house, but didn't. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. But, what um, season was that that you tried uh, out for? Season 15, when they did it on Fox Live. Okay. And Chris Tickle was on the show, who I fought as well. Right, yeah. yeah so, <clears throat> But, um, yeah, so watching that was cool. And he was actually the first person I ever got starstruck from because I did a jiu-jitsu tournament not too long after that. Oh, wow. And I saw Ross Pearson hanging out after he won the show, and I was just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh. That's the first time I saw somebody I watched on TV in person, so... It was uh, it was pretty cool. I went up to him and kind of gave him a hug, and because I didn't know what to do, right? <laughs> so, you um uh, fighter. I was like, "What are you fighting UFC again? guy? What's up?" <laughs> yeah, so it, it was really cool. So I was really hoping. I really like. I'm a big fan of him. Was he a cool yeah. guy when you met yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, he's really cool. He told me when his next fight was coming up, and. Um, yeah, he, he was real cool. Yeah. And, uh, That's awesome. Well, he's definitely flown under the radar in that I don't think that he's um, he doesn't have that star recognition quite yet, you right. know. But he's Always delivers great banger fights, and uh, you know he, he won. No pun intended. Yeah, well, Maine. yeah. I mean, essentially, a it, banger fight in Bangor, Maine. Oh, nicely done. See that? See what I did there? Good work there, Root Beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
you know, I think that this is a nice stepping stone for him. He wasn't, I don't believe he's ranked in the top 15. Gray Maynard's at number 12. Right. You know, this puts him into the mix for some top 10 guys, potentially. And, I, yeah. you know, it was it was a great finish. Um, I love seeing guys like that that aren't in the top 15, mm-hmm. maybe just below it, maybe, you know, number yeah. 17, but don't have the, the mm-hmm. notability being yeah. in the top 15. Fight a guy that's 12 or 11 or 10 mm-hmm. and get that opportunity to now step in there. Yeah. It's, it's good to see because and people it's like, will start talking about him mm-hmm. more and, you know, his star will rise right. when really he's been doing the same thing all along and just keeps on chugging. You right. Know? Yeah. Everyone has a different path. We've talked about this in the past. It's mm-hmm. like some guys get into the UFC and they're instant stars. Some guys, it takes a longer building process. Yeah. Some guys, they push more than others. So I think there's a lot of factors you as a matchmaker know that <laughs> go into it. Yeah, timing is, and, and things in life in general, timing is, right. is a big factor. Sometimes it's right. You get the shot, and the shot is right for you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's too early. Sometimes you never get it, and essentially is too late when you do. Right. Um, so, you know, this uh, Ross has been around for a long time. This may be his time. We'll see. Let's see. Just like what happened with Bobby Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, wasn't even ranked. Fought in the number three. Yeah, and, I uh, loved that last fight. And yeah, he, and he pulled it off, and now he's number five. So mm-hmm. fighting Josh uh, Thompson, Bobby Green is that the yeah, last that's right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that yeah. was a good fight. We had Alan Jabon on the week before, and he was like, "Don't underestimate Bobby Green." Oh, yeah, yeah. And we were like, "Okay, okay, let's look out for that." And then we saw the fight, and we were like, "Wow, he was right." It's funny, you know. You kind of look back and you think in MMA, there's different generations of stars, right? And uh, by the same token, this so this show is is shot in uh, in uh, wait, sorry uh, in Encino. But my my point being, this is uh, in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Each region throughout the states has their own MMA scene, you know, and the UFC or RFA or anybody pull from all these different regions and stuff. You know, for a young fighter, and you can attest to this for mm-hmm. sure. You make your name in the local scene. And from there, you hope to get that shot onto the national stage, national right. spotlight. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of guys here from Southern California. SoCal and California in general has always been considered a hotbed for MMA. You know? Absolutely. But yeah. we're seeing that now with you, with Alan, mm-hmm. Bobby Green. Um, Brian. Yeah, Brian Ortega. You know, and then those are just guys from the gym that you train at. Yeah. You know, I right. mean, I'm not even... Uh, I'm the, uh, we could come up with other names as well, you know, oh, from yeah. NorCal or uh, other gyms in SoCal. But I feel like we're seeing – ooh, careful water. I feel like <laughs> we're seeing this new generation of guys coming up from SoCal. Definitely. You know, it is the time for SoCal guys mm-hmm. right now, and that's really exciting. I trained in, in, in southern Florida. I trained mm-hmm. in New Jersey. Nobody has the influx of young fighters yeah. like Southern California. Yeah. I mean, I could name 10 guys at my gym right now that are all pro fighters that mm-hmm. could be in the UFC in the next five years. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like three there's years. so three years, yeah. Yeah. There are so many. I, yeah. and there's Black House. There's, you know, big gyms with Anderson Silva, Leona Machida. AKA. AKA, yeah. yeah. Jackson's will mm-hmm. always have guys Kings. coming up. Yeah, Kings, Kings. as well. Um, but you look at, by the same token, on the East Coast, uh, Chris Weidman, you know, has established his name. New York, you got right. Eddie Truck Gordon, and yep. there's a couple other guys, that names are escaping <clears throat> me, but that have established, you know, are establishing themselves in the UFC and coming up, and you go, boom, that gym is starting to produce some guys. You know, right. and there will be other right. guys locally in that region as well. So mm-hmm. it's it's fun to see this new generation of guys coming up. And, you know, it is. Remember all those names we just talked about. You know, it's yeah. worth uh, it's worth getting to know them now because when you see them in co-main events or title matches and they're on UFC Tonight or whatever, you're gonna say, "Hey, I remember watching that guy," and that's gonna be your fan favorite. So, yeah. kids, that's your homework there for the week. Yep, we've had we've had a couple guys just in the past couple months on this show that mm-hmm. are now in the UFC. So it's like yeah. 
uh, it's great to give them a platform on shows like RFA mm-hmm. that we've seen. Like RFA is a good a good show though. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Definitely a good Run by Ed forward. Suarez, you know, who clearly knows the business. And there's a couple other guys, you know, among the brass at uh, right. RFA that have been involved in the sport for a long time. Definitely, and, yeah. Let's get let's do the last fight so then we can get to Christos because I have a lot of <laughs> questions I want to ask him. Uh, it's uh, Ryan Bader and OSP St. Pro. Yeah. St. Pro. Um, Ryan Bader wrestling maintaining top position all mm-hmm. through the first round. Uh, great takedowns by Bader, which is funny because yeah. they say OSP is super hard to take down, which we saw in the fifth round. He was sprawling all of mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Bader's yeah. takedowns, but we didn't see that so much in in the first four rounds. Yeah, Bader spent some time on top in mm-hmm. the, throughout the first four rounds, and uh, and Ovens as well got his uh, got a couple of takedowns. It's funny as I discussed, I said earlier, I think I like this match more in the second viewing than the first viewing, and right. perhaps my radar was just not really on. I wasn't. You know, laser focused on the match. Maybe but you were drinking last night. Maybe you were hanging out. Maybe I was, but maybe I wasn't. You know, <laughs> um, but there was a lot of really good trading. I think there was some nice uh, technical trades between the two guys. Bader uh, was implementing his takedowns really well and using it to, you know, uh, uh, gain points. I'll say, but not in a smothering human blanket kind of way. Right. Um, you know. He was uh, he he got on top. He was busy and he it wasn't was laying and praying exactly like we yeah. see sometimes with these wrestlers. I, I mean, it was good work. Yeah, it was yeah. steady. Um, it's funny because I the the scores the Bader won by unanimous decision. Scores of forty nine forty six, forty nine forty six, and forty eight forty seven. And I didn't understand that forty eight forty seven as well. But as we were talking about it, you seem to think that there were a couple of rounds that he uh, it made sense to you. Yeah, I just remember watching the fight. And after the second round, I was like, oh, it could be 1-1 right now. You know, I actually thought the fight was three rounds for a second. I forgot mm-hmm. that main events are five rounds. So yeah. I thought going in the third, it could have been tied, you know, mm-hmm. to some judges. And then I remember seeing the fifth round thinking um, OSP. Yeah, yeah, I got it right. <laughs> OSP uh, <laughs> uh, uh, won that round. So, I mean, I knew Ryan Bader won the fight. But, yeah. um, I mean, I just – I was kind of hoping OSP can uh, – to uh, keep it off the ground a little longer, right? Yeah. Not you didn't think it was as decisive as as it as it ended up being. Um, no, I mean I, I think the judges were right on. You that think they're right? I, I, like I said, I, I, it could have been forty eight, forty seven, which one judge scored it, right? But most likely it's forty nine, forty six. Forty nine, forty six was, was more like it. Majority yeah. decision. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, either yeah. way, Ryan Bader won unanimous decision. Yeah, yeah. This is a card that. You know, not a lot of uh, uh, not a lot of top ten guys. You know, I'm looking at uh, in our notes here, and there's got Maynard, Greg Maynard Bader. Was, was twelve. Bader was eight. And Tim Bosch. Yeah, I, I, I would call this uh, a card that kind of um, it's not uh, unfair to call it rank and file. There were some fantastic matches and and performances on the card, but this is one that continues to feed uh, or establishes guys for undercards of bigger shows right. later on, you know, uh, toward the, into the end of this year, maybe early next year. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, these guys that fought on this card are, um, there's a lot of them that have potential to being undercards for maybe some pay-per-view shows. Mm-hmm. So um, there's yeah. definitely good talent. Um, Especially we've been talking- Ross, Ross Pearson. I want to see him start to I'm super excited talk to see him, him about in the like future. Top, lower level top 10 guys, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I believe he'll be in the top. Top five actually, uh, real soon. Soon, yeah. So, yeah. Think he's definitely another, on a ride. Another two win, a, one or two a lot wins. Of potential, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it could be one or two, maybe mm-hmm. two more like two wins. Yeah, yeah, so. that's what I'm thinking. Um, but I think it's it's time for him to start looking at uh, top ten guys. 
frankly, you know, Brad Tavares as well. Mm-hmm. I would really, if if I was matchmaking, I would, I'd treat that as as a win for Brad. He got caught, but right. he really was, you know, having an, an easy time bullying around. Uh, a, a big, tough, burly guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, we were noting the size difference earlier. Yeah. There was definitely a big size difference. Yeah. And taking nothing away from Tim as well. You know, he deserves his props for, for coming back like that and getting that win. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. But he, you're right. That's notable that mm-hmm. he went against, you know, a guy like that and not only held his own, but was aggressive and was stepping forward throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, before we get to Christos, um, let's just talk about the, the John Jones. Everyone's been talking about it for the past mm-hmm. week. Yeah. It's a bummer. <laughs> it's it's totally a bummer, um, especially John, to, you know. Yeah, John Jones being off the card for a uh, uh, well, having to, to reschedule him and Daniel Cormier because of his uh, broken leg and ankle, right? Which occurred during wrestling training recently, right? To January third, uh, January third, yeah. So it's pushed back a couple months, mm-hmm. which is a bummer because they they already did that. Uh, there was a lot of heat from that pull apart that they had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the press conference in Vegas. Yeah, had ev- swinging for better or for worse. Had everybody talking about that match and the right. hatred. Um, you know, it's interesting because there's good and bad to it. There's good and bad to that pull apart as well. I don't think that we've uh, we've had a chance to talk about that really since. No, we haven't. Done, our our we last did, show was before that. Yeah, exactly. We didn't yeah. do a show last week, so I just want to. You know, and the good and bad, and I don't think that MMA has quite figured it out yet. You know. Of how to handle these things because you want spectacle and you want controversy to sell and get people excited, but that also feeds into the um, the, the kind of lowbrow imagery that a lot of or, or misconceptions that a lot of the general public has about MMA and you know in yeah. general. And you, you don't you want to shy away from that. You don't want that. You want right. these guys to be ambassadors of the sport, as right. I like to say, you know, with my amateur guys. So that definitely was not it. You know, that yeah. was a, a when, low point. When uh, a lot of, I you know, I bartend a couple nights a week, mm-hmm. so I, I hear a lot of uh people's opinions on the fights because we yeah. put the fight nights on and I'll hear my customers like talking about it like mm-hmm. oh those, those people are savages or or, oh, or really? oh, this is such a cool sport or like you'll hear both I hear both sides yeah. and never in a million years do they think that their bartender is you know <laughs> a martial artist or, or any you know where in the sport right so I just say there and I so play pretty. dumb yeah <laughs> and I'm just like oh you don't like it no oh, it's too rough and you know I'll hear them out and see what they say yeah so it's funny because um, the sport is still growing and it is uh, we are still getting people used to it and yeah. people do see it as barbaric at, you know um, they still say that so I think when things like that happen yeah it is bad for that that sense but for the fans that already are. Uh, accepting yeah. of the sport they're yeah. like hell yeah this is awesome and it puts so, more pay-per-view buys on absolutely there's no denying that right um and I, the ironic thing is that after all of that controversy goes down uh what a week two weeks later john jones suffers this injury Out on an injury yeah which you Huge know we, we, we push it back and the big question really is going to be can they uh, reinvigorate or keep that heat from now till January? That's a right. long time. I mean, you you got to figure the heat's got to die down for now because yeah. it's like I, it's like getting you your hopes up, up for something. So November, they have to December. spark it up come November, December, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's going to be they're going to have to spend that money or do you know the same press that they did mm-hmm. the first time around and hopefully get yeah. the same spark. But so for now, now, I think they're looking at other fights. Yeah, as far and as now fans. Demetrius Johnson versus Chris Carriasso yeah. for the flyweight title moves from 178. Correct me if I'm wrong on these numbers. 178 to 177 
which was the main event, or which was the John Jones card, 177, right? Um, I, I uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, no I think it was 177. Right, yeah, but I'm not sure. Uh, and that, that's in Vegas. So now you've got you know Conor, Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier fighting in Vegas that's on the undercard, yep. oh, supporting yeah. D, uh, DJ versus Chris Carriasso. Mm-hmm. And you know from there, it's going to be kind of a long span before you get some real marquee matches. You know, right. they'll come towards the end of the year. In which case, at which point we'll get a huge influx of exciting names, you know, mm-hmm. like Ronda, Chris Weidman, mm-hmm. Anderson, John and Daniel, you know. Ronda and Chris Weidman have this thing going on where every time they fight on the same card, they both win. So, well, not that Ronda ever loses, but neither does Chris. That's no. a good point. So I think uh, that would be a cool end of the year card to put the both of them on. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we've heard some rumors about Ronda, but they haven't been confirmed or settled yet yeah. about Gina, Holly yeah. Holm, Cyborg. It's, everything's up in the air. So. Right. But I believe uh, Chris Weidman is uh, – w- w- Weidman and Vitor is solid for yeah, December 6th. It's, it's scheduled already. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. so It's going to be a fun time. Uh, Christmas is going to come early for MMA fans. <laughs> Definitely. Towards the end of the year. I'm super pumped oh, for that show. He fought Anderson in, in December too, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. December. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, La- last December. Yeah. Yeah. Anderson. That, is that the, uh, gotta refresh my memory. Was that the leg kick one yeah, or was that the, the leg wobbly? Kick. The leg okay. kick. Okay, gotcha. Eesh. Oh. Oh. That one. Let's yeah. not remember that. <laughs> Christos Yagos. Look at that pronunciation. Nice. Yeah, that, was, that, that was good. Nailed good, it. Right? Good, yeah. <laughs> I was saying Giagos before he got here. Thank God uh, a I lot of people on do it. that. Do they so do Giagos? Don't, yeah, don't worry about it. Right, I won't sweat it too much. Um, okay, <laughs> so we, we mentioned he's a local SoCal fighter that is quickly on his rise to the top, to the UFC, to the big game, to the big time, whatever you want to call it, uh, fighting for the RFA title in South Dakota against Dakota Cochran, um, a name we're familiar with in the in the local area. I think you've heard of Dakota Cochran prior, well, Dakota, right? Yeah, he's... Uh, He's been around for several years. He was, uh, as you mentioned, he fought to get yeah. into the house on uh, Ultimate Fighter. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's just say... That's a big one for that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's a very talented fighter Google unto himself. Yeah, yeah um, he's very talented. Uh, I'm excited to watch this, um, not just because you're my teammate, but because yeah. you're an awesome fighter to watch. Uh, when I was talking about Christos earlier, too, mm-hmm. I mentioned that he is just an all-around athlete. He's one of those guys you see in the gym and you're just like, he's he's an athlete. He could be a football player. He could be a baseball player. It doesn't matter. He's just athletic. Things come naturally to you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that's what people Tell us saying. about that. I mean, I'm not <laughs> trying to sound like, you know, uh, cocky or anything, but uh, I've been told that my my whole life. So that's uh, something I've, I've Well, you told to us with. wrestling story, right? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty. So like my first year of wrestling, I joined my senior year because I wanted to take time off of football. Of high school? Yeah, in high school. I wanted to take time off of football. Mm. So I like took uh, wrestling as a six period because I needed a six period. Mm. My friends convinced me to do a tournament. I ended up taking first. So After then, how long of training? Like a month. Wow. Yeah. So I, I learned like, <laughs> two, I learned like two, two moves, you know, and then this I, guy. I did, I did, I took first. So, um, everyone was like, Oh, it comes natural. So at right. the end of the year, I think my record was like 31 and nine. And then, um, and, <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I took the, I'm MV- shaking my head. Here. I, 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 I took the MVP award. Uh, from the four-year wrestlers, like they gave it to me. So. Didn't you become team captain after yeah, only being I, on the I, team? Like six, I mean, yeah, I was on the team, and then like the the main four, uh, three wrestlers were team captains. I think my it was my boys too, the Victor Herrera, mm. um, yeah, people. And then um, they they chose me, and I was like, okay, you know, let's do it. But <laughs> right. I, I don't even know half the team, so it's like I'm sure it upset some people. But it was, lead it was us. Cool. Who are you? 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was crazy because I remember I was doing some drills, uh, like my third day of practice, and I broke some kid's hand all the way up to his elbow. Oh no! And uh, I kept nice it, legacy, buddy. No, I kept yeah. taking everybody down, and then they got uh, some of the kids out. The, the, the other newcomers were like. Mm-hmm. Why, why you go hard with him? He's it's his, he's a beginner. I'm like I'm a beginner too. Yeah. <laughs> he thought I was wrestling for a couple of years, and right. I haven't. So now backtrack. You how many years did you wrestle in high school? Only one. Just one year. Yeah, I wrestled one year, and I, and wow. I did a couple open tournaments after high school. Okay. Um, I continued to work with some some of my friends wrestling. So, uh-huh. um, and then I work with the and then I started training MMA. Tell us about this incident. Um, I yeah. think it involved UFC gloves, MMA uh, gloves. Yeah, so, and- so uh, um, yeah, I wrestled in high school. You know, had some my best friends were all on the wrestling team uh, throughout high school. So um, one day we were watching. I mean, I already knew what the UFC was from watching the uh, Chuck Liddell and Vandalay fight. And then later, I uh, we watched um, BJ Penn and Sean Shirk. Uh-huh. You know, and then. Uh, we just wanted to try that one day. Like, let's just, because uh, they had some wrestling in there. And, right. You know, we're tough for wrestlers. So we're like, let's throw some punches. So we bought some gloves, the UFC gloves. Like, they said UFC, Big Five or something. I'm yeah, not sure. yeah. So uh, my friend had a key to the wrestling room. So we went there late night one day. Um, late night one day. Yeah. Into the wrestling <laughs> yeah, room. Yeah. And we just, you know, we got some friends who were down and we had some fights and two guys. So saw. you broke into the wrestling room at school one night. Yeah. And you had yourselves an MMA fight. Yeah. And then whoever wasn't fighting was coaching. I mean, was. Oh, like, that's so funny. Yeah. So then my friend Robert Marquez, who was actually one of my best friends, um, we actually became closer after. <laughs> but, after you uh, beat him up? No, I mean he's 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 one tough dude. But uh, nobody wanted to fight him, and I was down to fight him. And uh, he, I mean he had he had me outweighed by almost a hundred pounds. And um, jeez. And uh, we and he was a really talented wrestler too. So I just knew I couldn't get taken down. I ended up you know dropping him with the left and. Uh, and dropping him no less. Like this is these are guys, kids screwing around after yeah. school, right. literally with gloves. I'm, I'm thinking in my head, like the inner parent in me is going, you know, I know boys will be boys, but this is ridiculous here. You know, yeah. Hey, let's beat the hell out of each other. Okay, <laughs> hey, no. that's what kids do now. Yeah, right. And that's what terrifies me about it's what kids don't do now. Actually, kids are now. It's so oh, into yeah. technology, oh, yeah. yeah. So th- those are the good old days. Yeah, well, yeah, that, yeah, that's true. There's there's that argument as well. <laughs> Fill this in for me. I, I'm trying to visualize this. How many guys were there, and what were what were the guidelines? I'm not going to say rules because I know you guys didn't have. Rules. It, 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 it was basically <laughs> just like you wanna, you wanna, okay. Yeah, just you know, no eye gouging, no groin shots, okay. You know, the the no headbutts. So it's what you got the rules that you knew of MMA. Yeah, yeah exactly. What you'd so, seen. Okay. So we just you know basically I knew he was going to try to take me down because he's a bigger guy and if he right. got on top of me it would have been bad. So right. We had the whole wrestling room. He was chasing me down. I'm throwing punches. <laughs> and, and y'all are going hard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hundred yeah, percent. Dude, yeah, yeah. come on. Now. And I don't I don't even think we had mouthpieces, to be honest. <laughs> oh, so, my God. So he grabbed a single leg, and I'm just punching him in the face, kind of sprawling. He's covering up, not taking me down. We were there for about a minute or two, so they stood us back up. Uh. And that's when I missed my right through my left. And uh, he, I just seen him fall back. And he looked kind of awake, but he, after he told me, um, he blacked out. Yeah. That's and crazy. He blacked out, and then... The car ride back to the house, uh, that was kind of awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Your high school principal is listening to this right now going, 
Oh my god! Uh, oh my I'll, god. I'll ta- I've got a lawsuit. I'll, I'll probably tag him in this. He talks about it all the time. I, I <laughs> Does mean, he? For years, we were, we were friends. After you know, and then um, I, I started training actually, and he was like, "I want my rematch. We'll get my rematch." You know, I don't care oh, if you're in funny. the UFC. I'm gonna get my rematch, and uh, he'll that's still stay funny. to this day. But no, he's a really cool guy. That's awesome. Did you guys actually have rounds? Did you time it, or you guys just went until somebody gave no. up? I yeah, I think they were timing it because the first match they timed three. Three minute rounds, I think. Okay. Three, two All minute right. rounds or okay. something like that. I forget. I dread that you guys are going, oh, let's do five. That's what they do in the pros. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? <sighs> I mean, no, none of you guys, you guys were wrestlers. You guys were tough kids. But was anybody training in boxing? or No. Kickbox? No. So you're throwing your slug hands. Fest. Yeah, slug, slug fest. Slobber knocker. Yeah, like, you me know and my which... friends used to do that all the time. When I was, since I was 11, we'd have, buy boxing gloves in, in the front yard. Just yeah. have matches all the time. Beat you know what I mean? Beat the crap out of each other. So... I, wow. I just I don't got know, reminded. Yeah, I just got reminded <laughs> how much of a pussy I am. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So, so you began with wrestling. You you were a football player. You became a wrestler your senior year of high school. Um, so, did you always know since that day in the wrestling room that you wanted to be a fighter? Well, after I, after that feeling, it, I'm not, I mean, sorry for my friend, but it felt good, you know. And right. I was like, wow, you know. I mean, I just be some guy up who's a uh, hundred. A hundred pounds heavier than me, yeah. you know. Right. I probably can do good with my own weight. So I joined a gym. My friend's dad owned a gym, Elite Training Center. So I joined my first day of MMA class. I uh, got triangled. I just started wrestling the guy, and he put me in a triangle, and I tripped out because I didn't. You probably didn't even know what jujitsu was. No, I didn't really. I and, wow. and even UFC, I didn't even really see it. I just saw a lot of stand up and wrestling. Right. So I got put in a triangle, and uh, I tripped out. I, I was like, "Did this guy really just choke me out with his legs right now?" And uh, I sat there for a second and went at it again. And he actually did it again. And I didn't even want to go no more. But I was like, I want to learn that. I got to learn this. You right. Know what I mean? So I just went every day. I was committed. Three months later, did a jiu-jitsu tournament, took first, and um, kept at it. You know, within a year later from training, I had my first professional fight. Wow. Wow. I did, a couple, I did a couple smokers in between, like, six months Cut. later from training. Uh-huh. I, I did a smoker. Uh, two months after that, I did another smoker. Mm-hmm. So, and then, so, I, and then we, I did a smoker with the same car as Brian Ortega, who was on the show, and now mm-hmm. in the UFC. So That's funny. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. That's how we met, actually. Did you, you went straight from smokers to uh, yeah. pro? So you yeah. never had a technical I, amateur fight? I never fight. had a sanctioned amateur fight. Oh. That's pretty crazy. It, it seems pretty common down here, though. I know a couple other people that... Have gone straight to pro. I think mm-hmm. that's more of the old school way. Now that we have amazing amateur promotions like you have MMA that Mister hey. J Tan, Mister J Tan right here. I'll flag this to you guys a little bit later as well. Later in the show. For but, those yeah. of you that are that are real MMA fans and you know don't just like the UFC but they like MMA in general, um, the U of MMA is one of the most organized amateur shows I've ever been to, seen. I I know uh, people that have competed on his cards and all they say is the professionalism. It's one of my favorite shows. Right. I mean, Thank as you, As a pro athlete, as shows I've been on, um, they're way more organized than a lot of pro shows. Definitely. Um, they're just, they're, it's a great show. The seating's cool. I like the fact that you can stand around the cage too. Um, it's at Club Nokia downtown yeah, LA. Yeah. And they serve alcohol. So that's, <laughs> that's always, good. always a good thing. And you can experience this all on August 24th, Sunday, coming up right now, Club Nokia, uofmma.com for tickets. I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. Well, let's talk about your uh, um, your your pro your pro career because it's been really interesting. In that, again, you've made your name locally. Mm-hmm. Um, you fought for uh, respect in the cage. Was yeah. that your first uh, first five fights? First five fights. Yeah. Respect in the cage. Yeah, I and uh, yeah, and then some other ones as well. Tachi and 
Yeah, so basically, uh, my first five fights were respect. Um, two fights in, I got a title shot. So mm-hmm. uh, my third fight, uh, got my first knockout. Uh, nice. KO. <laughs> uh, fighting for the title. Wow. Also, a lightweight title, right? Also fought with Brian Ortega on that card, <laughs> who won the belt as well. But um, next fight in, I defended it. They threw me the wolves. I think Joe Camacho was their guy, and they, I was supposed to lose that fight. A big name in the yeah. SoCal uh, right. MMA and jiu-jitsu community. May yeah. he rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. That was really sad, by the way. Yeah. But um, I fought him and uh, won every round. And um, so then I got a little bit of confidence coming up and then lost my next fight after that. And then I fought two fights after that, then fought for the title for Tachi. That um, was recent. That was... No, no, the first fight for Tachi, oh, okay. which I lost that one too. And then I am now on a three-fight win streak and just took the Tachi Palace title. Mm-hmm. Oh, so exciting. So half my fights – well, this, I'm fighting for my 12th fight coming up, and then right. it's my sixth title fight. My only two losses have been title fights, by the way. Too, that so. is awesome. So, what, so your official record is 12 and – what is Nine it? And two. Nine, Nine and two. two. Very exciting. That that, was, I mean, that's a good record. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. that, that was Alan's record before he just got signed. So We now, have now good luck. He's and 10 and two. Good pedigree. Yep. Good pedigree. All in this room. <laughs> I feel the vibes. I feel, it feels good. Yeah. But um, this is my most uh, – this is my biggest fight coming up. Um, I'm fighting Dakota Cochran, who has, who has wins over Joe Stevenson. Who's had a long run in the UFC? Definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. Jamie Varner, who's mm-hmm. still currently in the tough, UFC. Tough guy. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Efren, I can't pronounce his last name. Escudero. Ed, yeah, who mm-hmm. uh, has won the Ultimate Fighter. Mm-hmm. So he's he um, Dakota's no joke. He's real explosive. Um, he comes forward, has a good gas tank. Um, the only weakness I've seen of his is uh, he doesn't do well with guys come forward at him. Which is the type of fighter I am. Yeah, I, you I, definitely put the pressure yeah, on. I, I, I come forward, so I mean that's that's a benefit I have that can possibly um, be a big big deal in this fight. So you seem like the type of guy that studies the fighter. Do I you do. like to study your fighter? I do, I do, I do. I like to know everything about him. So I've watched a lot of his fights, and um, yeah, I mean th- to be honest, he fights like I do. He's real explosive, uh, comes forward, um, and just you know he he he's he's ready for war. And I'm ready for war. So this is going to be an exciting fight. Um, you, I'm this almost positive it's going to be an exciting fight. It's the main event. Yeah. Uh, the RFA so, lightweight title. Yeah, RFA lightweight title. So, uh, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm stoked. It's a um, big, big deal. I'm curious. It's, you know, as we talk about these young guys coming up, mm-hmm. um, there's that pressure. Your next match is the toughest one, you know, or means the most to you mm-hmm. because that advances your performance there can advance or uh, or pull back your career, depending on how you do. You've already seen six title matches, mm-hmm. owner of two different belts. Um, you're jumping to another uh, to, to a larger stage now, larger for, for mm-hmm. you. Um, how do you uh, how do you manage that? Are you getting used to title matches and that has the experience of the title matches helped your help deal with pressure in that bigger stage? Definitely, yeah, oh yeah. Um, so I mean, I've gone the distance. I've felt the pressure of it being for a belt. So to me, this is just another match with more rounds. Mm. Um, so I mean, a title is a title. I don't I don't think uh, any title title is worthy unless you're in the UFC. So. 
Um, oh, you didn't want to say that. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I don't sorry. know about that. That RFA belt is pretty pretty. Yeah, it is. I wouldn't it, mind it, that myself. It's a cool belt, and it's a cool experience, and it's good for exposure. And I know the UFC, I mean, every champ so far has pretty much got signed by them. So this is a big deal. But, like, yeah. to me, it's just another fight. When they close the cage mm. doors, it's me in the cage. It's him in the cage. There's right. nothing yeah. else going on. And we're both in it. And to me, there's, there's no crowd. There's no nothing. It's just me and him. It's just right. a hard sparring match. And because uh, mm-hmm. the crowd can follow you up and down. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. If you listen to the crowd too much. The day they're booing you, you know that could affect you. The day mm-hmm. they're cheering you on, that could affect you. It's like it's better it changes to... minute to minute in the match. Even yeah, that that's also true. And this is my first fight that's televised, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, Does that make a difference to you? It's actually yeah, yes and no. Yes, because. It's my first fight. That's live yeah. on TV. But uh, it's cool because I know that fighting in South Dakota, not a lot of people are going to be able to see me. Right. But they get to watch me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right, so, of course. So now I, I know a lot of my friends and family are still going to get to watch me fight live. And um, it gets that you know confidence back up to, like, I got to perform for my fans. Right, you know? mm-hmm. right. When you get that feeling that nobody's watching, you're like, it's like, ah... You know, right. I don't know how to explain it, but do it, you have it, a lot of support from your family? I do, I do, and that's why a lot of the shows actually like to have me in, in the in the SoCal because I sell a lot of tickets, um, and that's the reason why I think I do well. My fans are everything to me. Um, they come and support me a lot, and I can. That's great. Since my first fight, you, if you guys look on YouTube, my first fight with Dominic right. Gutierrez, you hear the crowd <clears throat> Christos. I saw like ninety two tickets. My first is it a fight. Greek wow. following? Yeah, Greeks, Americans, but yeah, there's a lot of my Greeks that used to come. My friend used to run by with the Greek flag up on the stadium. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, so like, yeah, a lot of shows like like oh man, we want because I have a lot of friends that are Greek and they yeah. are a passionate, passionate yeah. Oh, yeah. culture. Yes, mm-hmm. Italians too, but <laughs> the Greeks love their love their love and they love to love and they love fighting as well. Yeah, 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 they do. <laughs> and um, I, I used to have Greeks coming to my fights every single fight and then until I started fighting for Tachi and stuff they can't make kind of far so right it gets further and further yeah and then um, but yeah so I mean this fight guys it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a big one so um, I would have loved to face them in the UFC because that's how exciting I think it's gonna be so right <laughs> what uh, you talked a little bit earlier about you know seeing the the Chuck Liddell fight and uh, BJ and Sean Shirk. Mm-hmm. Talk about some of your your favorites. Who are the guys that you enjoy watching? Matches I, or fighters? I enjoy out. watching Ross Pearson. Mm-hmm. Um, Ross, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, he was one of my first favorite fighters. Uh, I love the way Frankie Edgar fights. He's one of my favorite fighters. And um, uh, Diego Sanchez, um, I wouldn't say he's the most technical guy, but I just love the way he comes in there. and mm-hmm. he Puts sh- it all in like, Because, you know, my nickname's a Spartan, you know, since I'm Greek and stuff. So he comes in there like a warrior. Yeah. He don't care. He's there to fight. And uh, I know Dana White loves him. So he's definitely one of my fighters as well to watch. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm sure he's almost, like, done with his career. But um, Do you model guys? Do you mo- look at guys and try to model your own style off of other guys' fight styles? Yeah, yes, I do. Like Those in particular? Frankie Edgar and Ross Pearson. Like, yeah. my favorite fighters. So, I, I like, guys that I know are kind of similar to my style. I wouldn't say I'm as good as them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like... I try to like be like more like them, like Ross, like to stay in the pocket and move. Yeah. That's what I kind of like to do too. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank Edgar likes, you know, to transition strikes to takedowns. I like to try that too. So, um, yeah. So I would say those are two of my favorite fighters mm-hmm. right now. So I love to watch them. Those are great ones. Frankie Edgar is always fun to watch. Yeah, I got yeah. to see him fight live. Actually, I did was, you? I was at the BJ and uh, Frankie Ultimate Finale fight. <gasps> so hmm. that was really cool to see. That's a cool thing. The Ultimate Fighter finales are always pretty interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, it sucks what happened to BJ because I actually really like BJ too. So, 
out of all the factors in your life and in your career and and your goals what has helped you get to where you're at the most what keeps you focused because people don't really i mean you've had a shorter career from start to finish Mm -hmm. than most a lot of people you know are pro for 10 years before they get into the ufc Mm -hmm. that might be exaggeration but a long time what has kept you motivated consistently throughout the support from my friends and family yeah um, like in the beginning I didn't have as much confidence as I do now mm-hmm. and my friends and family always have high expectations they I mean I have my roommate who when I said I was going to start training make this poster that I still have as he posted my face onto somebody's face in the UFC and I was like don't ah, nice. so it's like this is for you because this is you in the UFC in the future that's so great so <laughs> that's before I even started fighting and I, it's in my it's in my room who's right your now. roommate my friend Daniel he's just he's just a friend I grew is he up. a fighter no no no, no, no. future firefighter so oh cool yeah. that's definitely a fighter yeah. <laughs> so I mean we grew up together so um that was really cool so they everyone like since my first couple of fights like oh you'll be in the UFC you'll be in the UFC and uh, I was like, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really fought nobody yet. And then I fight Joe Camacho and do well. So I got a little bit of confidence up. And then you I got some names under yeah, your and belt. Then I, and then I beat Chris Ticker, who um, was also on the ultimate yeah, fight. Yeah, and he yeah. actually took Darren Crickshake to a decision, mm-hmm. who is uh, making a good run in the UFC right now. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and I, and I put him away. So, I mean, yeah. I, th- that definitely builds my confidence up. You know, Savak Magaki, and I put him away too in the first round. Yep. And uh, he was an ultimate fighter as well. So, you, you have a, you have a, Short time span, but a long history yeah. of really impressive names. You're a guy that has gone five five minute rounds, which is a lot to say for someone at your 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 age and your um, position in the sport. On top of that, you've finished guys mm-hmm. by submission, by TKO, by KO. So you're well rounded, to yeah, say the yeah, least. Yeah, yeah. You've you've seen it all. You've done it all. Um, I think I think the big shot's on its way. So I want to say congratulations. Thank we do you. have to wrap thank up you. soon. No problem. Give a shout out to your sponsors, whoever you want to thank um, right now. I would like to thank uh, all my sponsors. I'm a Shawi Grill, who uh, is a food place that sponsored me, Mediterranean. Really helps good. Me, helps of me. course, it's Mediterranean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they, they gave me free food, so you know, helps me cut weight because it's you really hook us healthy. up on some dolmas. No, I don't think they have dumbas. No, it's okay. like kebabs and rice yeah, yeah. and okay. hummus. Uh, raw, raw Athletics. I'm wearing a t-shirt right now. They're, uh, they're showing a lot of support. Going to make some walkout tees for me. Great company. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. I mean, I mean, Quest Nutrition. Yeah, Quest. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> Quest right. Nutrition. They, they they sent me some bars. I really like them too. And uh, I mean, uh, dang, coaches, I, think, I, think, I think I have another couple more sponsors. I just forgot the names. <laughs> well, <laughs> you do them on the victory but, speech. Man. Yeah, I will. I will. I'll get Very you guys. Um, I like to think. I think my gym, System Training Center, Ian Harris for always being there and supporting me, coming out to whenever I have a fight. Um, the whole team, you know, John Robles, Isaac Dima, that they're some of my main training partners. Terion, and then Marcus Caldwell, who uh, also shows a lot of support. Thank you, guys. Good stuff. Awesome. Go ahead, Jay Tan. Well, as as we've said. August 24th, Sunday, a week from today. We won't be here. We'll be here. Tickets are available at uofmma.com. Uh, Fight Night 8, we've got three title matches. Scorpio Sky, the pro wrestler, is making his MM- U of MMA debut. And uh, about 10 or 11 other matches. It's going to be a fun one. So come on down, guys. You guys don't want to miss that. No. Thank you. Guys, the <laughs> three of us will all be at U of MMA August 22nd. So be sure to check it out. Club 24th. Nokia. 24th? 24th. Oh, his is the 22nd. That's Yours right. is the 24th. Be at both of them. Watch both of them. Uh, Club Nokia downtown. Guys, make sure to check out Christos Yagos on Access TV, South Dakota, August 22nd. It's going to be killer. Um, we will be back probably the Tuesday following next mm-hmm. week's fight. So we will still be covering it. Don't miss yep. us. Tune in live. Thank you very much. My name is Daria Bernardo. 
We'll see you later. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.